1: Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Wednesday, September 14th. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me, as always, on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three, four, That's R-E-I-D, three, four. Always open to comments, thoughts, feedback, questions you have. Hit me up in DM and we can chat. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. If you haven't checked this out already, go to sportsethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S dot You can find our packages there. We have lots of daily podcasts, baseball, football, basketball, uh, wagering, fantasy advice, uh, lots of articles, lots of free stuff. And also for our members, uh, you can get the wager pass, which is what I'm part of for all the um, handicapping tips for 15 bucks a month. And in that, you can also get access to our Discord, which I think is a great tool. Every night somebody's in there, some of our handicaps, some of our members, and feedback, comments, thoughts, angles on games. Uh, fantasy fantasy advice as well. So it's a great tool to use, whether you're wagering or playing fantasy sports or just a sports fan in general. And at 15 bucks a month, I think you're getting a steal of a deal. For a few dollars more, you can get a lot of our fantasy advice as well. If you are into fantasy sports, even handicapping, um, check out our baseball MLB Today podcast hosted by Joe Orico on Twitter. He's at Joe O-R-R-I-C-O-9-9. Does a fantastic job doing a daily podcast uh, fantasy baseball podcast but get lots of angles and if you're fantasy football we're really ramping up the fantasy football side and our football side in general check out jp sticko's uh, fantasy football today podcast you get wagering angles as well he also does a uh, sa- saturday morning, sunday morning sorry youtube um starts it kind of update before the games on twitter he's at jp so check out both those guys on their twitter handles on their podcasts and we're really ramping up this fall. A ton of college football coverage, a ton of NFL, basketball obviously will be huge for us. Going to hit the NHL in a couple months or a month or so when it starts, and baseball for the rest of the, the stretch run and into the playoffs, which I think are going to be fantastic. Finish, except few few divisions still up in the air, wild cards certainly still up in the air, and lots of great stuff going on. Uh, so check us out at SportsEthos.com. Going to get into the games today. Um, get the early games. Got out this little late, so we're just going to do the evening games. First game is at 6:40 in the East, and we have the Phillies in Miami. You can get the fills at minus 130 in the money line. The home Marlins plus 110. Total is seven and a half. Juice to the under at minus 115. You can get the Phillies at plus 130 on the run line. Phillies start Kyle Gibson, who's nine and six in the year, 145 and two thirds innings, 4.57 ERA, 1.28 WHIP. 43 walks and 118 strikeouts. Kind of doing his usual Kyle Gibson thing. Looks good for a few starts. Looks bad for a few starts. And he's been pretty shaky lately. Uh, on the other side, of the fish go with ready Ed- Edward Cabrera. 54 in fifty-four and two-thirds innings. 2.63 ERA. 1.08 whip. 27 walks. 59 strikeouts. Having a good year um, for this young pitcher. I think it's going to be... Um, a long-standing member in their rotation for the next number of years. If anything, I would look to the fish here. Plus 110 isn't a huge number. Uh, Gibson's just been too inconsistent. The problem is the Marlins just don't hit, hence the 7. If you have a bad, uh, struggling pitcher in Gibson and a good pitcher in Cabrera, uh, and you still see a a 7.5 run line. So the challenge always with taking Miami is are they going to get any runs? and Gibson could shut them down, but Gibson could also get lit up and give up four or five. So games to stay away from me. If anything, I might lead to, lean to Cabrera and the Fish. Maybe a first five, uh, take them on a, on a decent money line price, but uh, generally games to stay away from me. Next game is in Washington where the Orioles, again, travel just a short distance to play the Nats. You can get the Rotos as the favorites at minus 145. You get the home Nationals plus 125. Total here, 8 To the under again at minus 115, and you can get the O's and eat at plus 110 on the run line. Baltimore starts starts Kyle Wells, they're ready 96 at two thirds innings, 3.91 ERA, 1.13 whip, uh, 69 strikeouts on the year. And lefty Patrick Corbin goes, is 6 and 18 record, 141 and one third innings, 6.3 ERA, 1.71 whip, 120 strikeouts. So, as usual. um, I'm on the Pat, fade Patrick Corbin train. The challenge here in the first five, the O's uh, were over two and a half. And I think they can get there. I'm just not 100% sure. Uh, Corbin's pitched a little better lately. I don't think he's rebounded. Everybody says he's kind of found he's kind of found something. And I'm not really sure that he has. So in his last, you know, he had a couple good outings where he shut down the Mets, one earned run over seven. He shut down Cincinnati, which doesn't say much, one earned run over six. San Diego, two earned runs, five and a third. But his last outing against Philly, six and two-thirds. gave up 12 hits, five earned runs. So uh, what I'm on in this game actually is the first five game total over four and a half. So I think the O's can get the Corbin. And I think the Nats bats, which so have been a little better lately, can get the Wells. In his last few outings, um, he's went two innings, uh, got pulled early against the Jays, gave up one earned run. Prior to that against Tampa, four and a third, four earned runs against the Yankees. Five innings, five earned runs. Against Tampa, again, five and two-thirds, three earned runs. Against the Angels, four innings and a three earned runs. So he's been giving up a few runs. And the Nats bats seem to be not playing out the string. So hats off to them for actually uh, having a decent September. Uh, decent in relative terms. They're still a struggling team. So I think you combine those two offenses with Patrick Corbin and Wells has been giving up some, some runs. The total here is eight and a half in the game. Um, but I am... On the first five over four and a half. Um, I got that at minus 105. So anyway, I would go minus one, up to minus 110, minus 115. Orioles and Nats, first five over four and a half. Next game in AL East, battle. And Tampa is in Toronto again to face the Jays. You get the road raise at plus 100 in the money line. The home Jays at minus 120. Told here is seven and a half. Choose to the under at minus 120. He can get the Jays at plus 180 on the run line. Tampa sends Drew Rasmussen, who's been having a great second, a good year with a great second half. 122 and two-thirds innings, 2.57 ERA, 1.04 whip, 113 strikeouts. He's going a little longer in the game. Still doesn't go that deep, but now he's getting into the uh, five and two-thirds, six, six and a third kind of range. jason Ross Stripling, who's pitched much better at home and having a good year as well. 113 innings, 3.03 ERA, 1.01 whip, 98 strikeouts. Uh, On this one, I'm actually on the first five under, total of four, I got it at um, minus 105. So first five, I saw a few of my three and a half plus money, didn't want to touch that. I will take the under four, so if they hit a four, at least it's a push, Um, at minus 105. I think this is a good, this is a sneaky pitching uh, duel. The raised bats have not, raised been playing well in the last six weeks, but the raised bats have not been super hot. And Strickland pitches better at home. And Rasmussen has been doing really well lately. So uh, I like this as a low-scoring game. Total 7.5. Juice the under, minus 120. Looked at that. uh, If it was more on even or uh, if that got up to 8, I'd definitely be under it. Uh, But minus 120 on the full game, I'm going to stay away. So I'm going to take the first 4 under, first 5, sorry, under 4. Next game we have, um, we are in New York where the Cubbies are still in town. Cubs come in at plus 175 after their huge victory yesterday. They were, I think, a plus 300 uh, underdog. Uh, Plus 175 on the money line. The Mets are minus 210. The total here is and a half. 7.5. Two to the over at minus 115. You get the Mets at plus 105 on the run line.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
1: The Cubs and Lefty veteran lefty Drew Smiley with 98 and a third innings, 3.57 ERA, 1.2 with 84 strikeouts. And the Mets counter with lefty David Peterson, 98 and two thirds, 3.47 ERA. 1.33 uh, whip and 117 strikeouts I'm not on this game it's just I, I like the Mets Smiley's been pitching well so I could see him shutting him down I looked at a, a strikeout prop I think it was at about 5, 5.5 the Mets do strike out, but the question with Smiley is just how long he goes uh, you know if he gets through 5 innings um, I'd maybe be surprised I could see him getting to 5 but not much more so staying away from that uh, minus 2 I like the Mets but not at minus 210 the run line at minus 105 maybe because that's some plus money um, but really, the game's pretty much a stay away from me. The next game is the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, rivalries in baseball and certainly sports, the Yankees in Boston to face the Red Sox. You get the Yanks on the money line at minus 130, the home Sox at plus 110. Total here is nine. Typical Yankees-Red Sox game. Expect to be lots of runs. Juice to the under at minus 120, uh, and you can get the Yanks at plus 125 in the red line. Nestor Cortez comes in, 135 innings, 2.73 ERA, 0.95 whip, 135 strikeouts. Having a great year, but it's really slowed down in September and late August. Bram Bella, the young righty for the Sox, goes to 37 of third innings, 5.79 ERA, 1.74 whip, and 36 strikeouts. Now, uh, in this game, what I'm on, uh, I like the Yankees. I like Cortez. I know he's been struggling a little bit, like I said lately. Uh, but he has been getting crushed. Has been getting crushed. You now, his last seven starts, he's given up uh, three earned runs twice, two earned runs three times, one earned one once, and zero earned runs. He's pay- faced the Red Sox just once, three and two thirds innings, gave up four earned runs. Bello hasn't f- faced the Yankees at all. Uh, he's been, I'd say, pretty average. Uh, his last outing against Baltimore, five and a third, gave up three earned runs. But prior to that, against Texas, six innings, no earned runs. Uh, prior to that, he gave up four innings, three in runs in Minnesota, five innings, two earned in runs to Toronto, four innings, five and in runs to Toronto, four innings, five and in runs to Tampa, four innings, four in runs to Tampa. So his ability to give up runs, the Yankees bats uh, have seemed to have woken up lately. So I do like the Yankees, maybe the run line at plus 125, but what I'm on is the first five Yankees over two and a half. I think they can get to Bellow uh, for three runs. I got it at plus 115, so happy to get a plus price there. So I'm going to be the Yankees. Uh, I went in their first five yesterday and, and lost, um, but I'm going to go back to the well, and I think they can get to Bello, who's been giving up. You know, in his last, what I say, his last his seven, two, four, seven MLB starts this year. He's given up um, three earned runs or more in five of them, and one he gave up two earned runs, and it's just that one six-inning outing against Texas where he didn't give up any. So I think he can give up three earned runs or more to the Yanks in the first five. Next game, KC in Minnesota. And we get the Royals plus 175 on the money line. The home Twins minus 210 total. Here's seven and a half. Juice to the over minus at minus 115. You can get the Twins at one plus 105 on the run line. Interesting angle here. The KC uh, sends Zach Greinke 114 and two thirds innings, an even 4.00 ERA, and a 1.34 WHIP and 66 strikeouts. And We'll get to him in a second. So those numbers are not great. Certainly not. Zach Greinke-ish, but not terrible. Uh, but I'll get to some breakdown in a little more detail in a second. Sunny Gray for the Twins, 110 and two-thirds innings, 3.09 ERA, 1.14 WHIP, 108 strikeouts, so having a very good year. Uh, I just I, I like I like Minnesota here, but not at 210. Uh, instead, what I'm looking at is maybe the run line. Uh, I'm looking at maybe the the. The Twins' run line, first five run lines, so, zero point, so uh, 0.5 runs. I got to basically win by run. I get that at minus 130, a little a bit better than the minus 210 in the full game. And uh, considering the Twins' run line, uh, plus 105 in the game. And the reason is, Zach, Zach Grinke's home and road splits are amazing to me. At home, his ERA, 1.93. On the road, his ERA, 6.33. At home, his WHIP 1.12. On the road, uh, 54 innings. He's pitched on the road to 60 and two thirds at home. So close to an even split. So in 54 innings on the road, he's given up 74 hits, 43 runs, 38 of which have been earned at home in 60.2 innings. He's given up, uh, 58 hits and 13 runs, all of which were earned much better pitcher at home. Uh, the twins are still battling. The Royals are playing out the string with their young guys. Uh, so I like the Twins in this game, lean to maybe a first five um, run line saying so they, they need to win by one at minus 130 and lean to the Twins on the run line for the game at plus 105. Third last game of the night is in St. Louis, um, where Milwaukee is hoping to keep this a race because unless they sweep, no, unless they start winning and beating the Cards, Down the stretch, uh, I don't think, and I don't really think that. I think they're too far back, but they're going to have to really step it up, and the cards are going to kind of have to collapse. But the Brewers come in at minus 125 favorites. Home cards at 105. Total here is seven, so obviously pitchers do expect the juice to the under at minus 115, and you can get the Brewers plus 140 in the run line. Brewers and Corbin Burns, who uh, seems to have righted the ship, had a couple terrible outings against Pittsburgh and Arizona of all teams. 172 innings, 2.93 ERA, .98 WHIP, 214 strikeouts. So having another great season overall. Veteran Adam Wright, Wayne Wright, who I think just turned 41, 173 innings, 3.33 ERA, 1.22 WHIP, and 134 strikeouts. Now I'm not on this game. I would lean towards Milwaukee. Um, when I when I let me just pull up the uh, splits for these pitchers uh, because. Wainwright has struggled a little this year against the cards. He's faced the cards uh four times. He's given up uh last outing was great. Nine innings, just one earned run. Prior to that, four and two thirds, four earned runs. Prior to that, in May, five innings, three earned runs, and then back in start of the year early April, four and a third and four earned runs. Uh on the flip side, Burns has been fantastic uh against the Cardinals here. Three games. He's pitched seven and exactly seven innings in each of them, so 21 innings. He's only given up eight hits and one earned run, three walks, and 27 strikeouts. So he's been really dominant. Um, I just hate going against the cards bats. So if anything, I would lean towards uh, the Brewers, maybe a first five money line, or maybe the one minus 125. It's a little steep, if it were minus 110, minus 115, I could see me being on it. Uh, Probably stay away from me, but I lean the Brewers here. Second last game of the night is Oakland, and they're in Texas, two teams playing out the string. The A's come in at plus 140 in the money line, the home rangers at minus 160. Total are 8.5, just to the over at minus 115, and you can get the home rangers at plus 130 on the run line. My angle on this game is I'm looking at Oakland's first five over 1.5. So just to go over the pictures, let me back up a little. Uh, Oakland sends J.P. Sears, their young lefty, 21, only 21 in the third innings, 2.53 ERA, 1.36 WHIP, and just 11 strikes and strikeouts. Not striking out a lot of guys and giving up too many base runners. Dane Dunning for the Rangers, the righty, 143 and two-thirds innings, 4.39 ERA, 1.44 WHIP, and 144 strikeouts. He's been um, pretty average, I would say, all year. And Oakland's bats have woken up a little bit. Dunning, in his last few outings, he's given up um i mean it's only one and a half so you need to get two oakland needs to get two runs in the first five innings and dunning has given up two or more runs in six of his last in all in his last six games he's given up two or more runs uh including five to boston four to colorado three to seattle and then two um sorry three to toronto's most recent game and then he gave up two to houston and two to oakland and all of those games he gave up uh, he only pitched six innings against Oakland. Other than that, he pitched five or less. And even in the Oakland game, he gave up those two runs in the first five innings. So in his last six outings, he's given up two runs or more in the first five innings. Now, yes, a little better offenses are going games, But against Oakland, he went six innings, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, four strikeouts. But like I said, he gave up those two in the first five. Oakland's bats seem to have woken up a little bit. Uh, had a big game yesterday. Had a big uh, series in the weekend where they scored some runs. They're not necessarily winning a lot, but their bats are getting um, to the opposing team's pitcher. So I'm looking at Oakland over one and a half in the first five. I'm also looking at the first five game total over four and a half. Texas is about league average. The batting average I think is 11 to 12 versus lefties. Their OPS or their their on base and slugging is about league average against lefties. And Sears has really two uh not enough not enough track record yet to really um analyze what he's been doing. But Recently, he's been giving up a few runs. Two innings against the White Sox gave up six earned runs. Six innings against the O's gave up two. The Yankees' six innings gave up three. And as long as it was last three starts, he's been giving up some runs. Texas has the ball, ability to hit the ball out of the park and get a couple runs. So I could see the first five over four and a half in this game. Looking at that, not on it yet, uh, but definitely looking at that and leaning to the A's first five over one and a half. Last game of the night is in Arizona. And we have... The Dodgers in town, they are starting their young pitcher, the young righty, Michael Grove, just nine to third innings, 4.82 ERA, 1.82 whip, seven strikeouts. Not enough data there to really analyze it all. Zach Davies on the hill for the D-backs, 116 to two-thirds innings, 4.09 ERA, 1.26 whip, and 89 strikeouts. Now, I like the Dodgers, obviously, to win this game. They come in at minus 130. Uh, The home D-backs at plus 110. So it's a pretty tight line for what you would think is a Dodgers-Diamonds-backs game. Total nine, um, just evenly at minus 110. And you get the Dodgers on the run line at plus 125. I'm actually looking at the Dodgers' first five over two and a half. And I got that at plus 105. Um, So Davis has been pitching well. He's pitched three times against uh, Dodgers this year, though. And this is why I'm on the first five. He's gone... Five and a third, four and four. So five and a third give up three earned runs. Four innings give up five earned runs. Four innings give up three earned runs. Now, granted, those were back in May. Two of the starts were in May, and then one is in a- was in April. Um, so he's ready to ship against the rest of the league, but the Dodgers have gotten him. The Dodgers get to everybody. So high total here at nine on the game. And I see the Dodgers... Yeah, uh, even a 130 in the money line, I mean the Dodgers can beat anybody regardless of who they have out there. And Grove is a good young pitcher, not a great prospect, I don't think, um, but he has the ability uh, to go out and throw. F- <clears throat> excuse me, four or five innings and not let their pen take over. And their bats, I think, can beat anybody. So maybe 130 in the money line, but I think I'm going to go first five Dodgers over two and a half, thinking they can get the Davies for a couple runs. So it's a quick rundown of the games today. Um, hope there's some. I got a few first five totals. Um, Little run line action, maybe with Minnesota over KC. And hopefully, there's some angles or um, plays that you like to make some money on. Before we go, I also want to remind you of our partners at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and use the code HoopBall20, that's HoopBall20, time to check out, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. And again, as I said earlier, if you haven't already, check out our football guy, JP Sticko. That's at JP And our baseball Podcast host, Joe Arico at Joe, O-R-R-I-C-O-9-9 on Twitter. Great guys. Uh, You can hit them up, ask them questions, um, check out sportsethos.com, get a package, get in our Discord. You can talk to JP, you can talk to um, Joe, you can talk to all of our handicappers as well. we got a lot of stuff going on there. Our, Our Discord has really been hopping lately. So check us out there. Hopefully got some plays that you like tonight. Hopefully we can make some money and we will chat with you tomorrow.